What's up, everybody? Welcome to Burn After Noticing. It's the number one Burn Notice podcast that's sort of about Burn Notice. I'm here. Uh, I'm Paul, and it's not my birthday anymore. It was, but now it's not. Um, and I'm here not celebrating uh, with my co-host, Josh. What's up? Yeah, nine minutes past due, so I don't... Damn. We, the world doesn't give a shit about you anymore. Damn. Oh. Are you the, one of those people that loves, like, birthday weekends and shit? Like, it's my like, whole birth- birthday... Yeah, yeah. Month. I'm a 32-year-old man that wants a birthday week. Exactly <laughs> I want a birthday month. Want. Yeah, yeah, it's my birthday week, you guys. We're all going to fucking throw axes and then going to go to Top Golf later. <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> I've never. I well, I've been to Top Golf. I've never done the axe throwing though. That's never. I've seen a couple of them, but yeah. But we are not throwing axes at this uh, this episode alone. We did bring a guest this week, and yes. uh, I'd be remiss if we weren't to uh, to introduce him so we can get him into this podcast. Uh, you know him uh, from many things, including uh, his authorship of the book "How to Write a Book and Make at Least Six Hundred Dollars." It's Rocco Teneglia. Rocco, hey, what's up? What's up? Thank you for joining I us. Really, I just thought you. of the uh, the the throwing axes, like trying to hit the guy who collects all the axes. Oh, like the like the golf cart on the driving <laughs> range, or uh, or like it's you're throwing you're throwing Sam axes, and it's just like little uh, little Sam axes <laughs> that like make little quips, like throw it straight, Michael. What's yeah, up with I, that bowling too? Like people with it be behind like the pins, and you try to like what's up with those sports in particular where you're like I really want to fuck somebody up in the middle I of it wanna, just, just because they're all sports somebody. for angry white people. Yeah, well, it's, it's actually oh, too really real. A sport, Sorry, though? too real. <laughs> Well, let's just say, is axe throwing really a sport? It's just like what millennials do. Jason Momoa did it, so yes, it's a sport. I get it. Sure like, he is strong. What's the repeat see. business like on an axe throwing place? Uh, none. I would, yeah, have, I would like, assume zero. I would assume it's a thing you do once when you have some drinks with friends, and uh, that's it. That's like that's end of list. You do it one time, you take pictures, and you don't go back. Who goes back? There's got to be some people like they can't just be thriving only on. One time like, business. You got like high scores on axe throwing. Like you take your friends to like show how impressive you are. Like fucking, it's laser tag or something. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Like, look, I got the top score on the, the leaderboard on axe throwing. Guys, March fifth. Like it's like, a goddamn like, Pac Man. You you walk in and there's like a little TV with the high score on it. And like, whoa, who's that? Oh shit, man, who's <laughs> the badass that got a five hundred? How much time do you spend? You're like the advantage players at Dave and Buster's that are just chilling there with headphones on, like hitting the cyclone machine. <laughs> Who? Are you, what, what, is this Axe, common or David Buster? Oh, you not know about advantage players? No, what is that? Okay, so there's like a whole like uh, subculture of people who like uh, play for advantages on like arcade machines. So like they like figure out you know the the ins and outs and glitches and timings and algorithms of like you know things that we can win tickets on in like a Dave and Buster's or something yeah. like that. And they use it to like play the advantages and like win a bunch of tickets and you know buy fucking stuffed animals and video games or whatever. Magic eight balls and yeah, yeah, you gotta have a magic eight ball. Um, wait, okay, I was just at a Dave and Buster's recently. What did I see there? You could, the cheapest thing you could buy like ring pops or like nerds rope. Um, oh, nerds rope! I haven't heard. You could step rope. up and nerds there was like Rick, oh, uh, there was a Rick and Morty keychain. You can get a pickle. <laughs> was Rick it keychain. pickle Rick? Yeah, it was, it was pickle Rick. Rick. Of course, it was pickle Rick. Of course, yeah. uh, <laughs> but like the expensive stuff, like you could win entire video games. Like they had a whole <laughs> Xbox games. Uh, there was a Roomba. There was some sort of blender, like a margarita. Who's playing the Roomba blender. at the fucking Dave and Buster's? I just want to go. I just want to go and be like, sir, I am not good at video games, but I will give you fifty dollars for that pickle Rick. That <laughs> 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 yeah, was like at least one person has tried that. <laughs> and then when they didn't do it, they fucking jumped on top of the desk and was like, "Give me my Szechuan sauce." 
There was like an arcade where when I was a child, there was a game that was busted, and we like you were able to just exploit it for tickets because it was clearly fucked up. Was it we Daved just kept... too? Was it what? Was it Daved as well? No, it was a. It was called Peter Piper Pizza. Oh, I was just saying, was it Daved and busted? <sighs> oh, oh, I see. okay. Right, Fucking guys, knew having you have on a good episode. Bring I'll some shit. Okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> I knew. I, I literally God was thinking. It. I was like, "There's gonna be a fucking joke. Rock is gonna say something." God damn it! <laughs> anyway, so anyway. about your Dave and busted game. You know what I bought with all those tickets? What did you buy? Uh, a, like a coin holder that had Looney Tunes characters <laughs> on it. Hell yeah! <laughs> what do you remember? Which characters? Uh, Sylvester, Bugs, Daffy, <laughs> and I think Tweety. That is an eclectic group. You have Sylvester and Tweety on there. I can imagine them trying to you know, I can't get remember each other or something. They don't yeah, I can't remember the coin well. totals, like who was quarter, who was dime. Oh, boy. Oh, it was like you had different like values? Yeah, like it was it literally held coins. That's all it did. Oh, man. I thought you were talking about like one of those like uh, uh, coin pouches that you like pinch open that old people carry. That's oh, yeah, like a little course. coin purse. No, it was. I think it was just because it was like one of the more expensive things, which is like, and it was like, whoa, now I have all these tickets. I got to get the most. You ever see those people who are was playing it? DDR and they have like the little quarter like belts strapped to like, Hell the, yes. like the little thing they can like. And just I fucking... have re- great respect for that. I knew there were there was like one local kid who was like the like would go to uh, like our arcade with uh, like a sweat towel and a roll of quarters. Damn, that's pretty poggers. hardcore. I mean, yeah, it was pretty awesome actually. And then yeah. like you'd see he would like practice like in in some classes he would be playing like the you know uh, PC version where you use the arrow keys like with your hand. Yeah, and he would just be like talking to you and like looking away, but his fingers were lightning. <laughs> Like he could be like hitting all the notes, and like his hands were just flying, and he would just be like, "Oh yeah, what's going on?" And he's like talking to you and stuff. What? It's, I'm. It's, I don't know what he's up to now, but I can imagine he did really well with his life, and he's super fucking cool. Dude, I have such I I I like can't convince other people sometimes, and it makes me really sad. But I have such respect for people who are like really really good at anything. So like that, I I love that. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, you have like that one like insane talent. So okay, so you ever see that? Uh, it's like an arcade like ticket winning game where it's like the bottom part is like a, a rotating uh, thing of like buckets, and you press a button and little rubber balls drop down from the top into the buckets as they like rotate. And you have to get as many balls in there as you can. I think I I've seen that. I don't know this. You know this sounds about? so. Fun, it's like though. yeah, it's like a circular like thing of like rotating buckets and then as the buckets go by you got to drop little balls into them you have like 50 balls yes yes and how many however many you get in there is how many tickets you win i saw a guy was in it one there. like dinosaur themed i don't it, may, it might be um but it like i saw a guy in there just with a pair of headphones on just like with his face like pressed up against the glass like looking at like as close as you can get and just hitting that button so perfectly every single time got every single ball in it was ridiculous damn was he jacking off too I mean, with he had he did have a free hand, so anything's possible. But you know, it's it's Dave and Buster's. There's children present. Maybe you want to hold off until later. That's I true. He just is the way you described him. He seems like a like a fanatic who would just be. Well, like he was he was he was wearing a Michigan State uh, shirt, so he definitely was a sex pest. Well, I was gonna bring this up too because um, yes. Rocco, you're in that area, and Paul, you're from there. I Two Tigers fans boy. on here. That's right. There's some yeah. there's some Michiganders in the in the record room with me. That's right. Yeah, yeah. We represent. Uh, that's I, I think I'm gonna go over there uh, in a couple of days and uh, knock on some doors for our Lord and Savior Bernard Sanders. 
I, I may very well see you out there on the uh, on the on the the paths of glory. Hell yeah, let's fucking do this. Two Only ships passing in the night. <laughs> Only one way to victory. <laughs> well, well, I was gonna because I was gonna ask. Uh, do do you, it sounds like you have a a, a Michigan. Uh, uh, fandom, Paul. What about you, Rocco? Do you give a shit about Michigan State versus Michigan? Oh, um, well, no, I'm not a Michigan. I grew up a Michigan well, State fan, but I, I mean, it's hard to forgive or like you know excuse their entire lack of institutional control. I, but uh, yeah, I have to mm-hmm. preface it by saying yeah. I'm a well, lifelong Michigan State fan. That being said, oh. I think there are some some things that just recently came out about Michigan as well. I, I oh, Michigan's <laughs> always been a shit program. Like that's the <laughs> that's a, I mean that's a gimme. They've always been yeah. There's doctors sexually abusing people at both schools. There's a, uh, I know a lot Jesus. of, I know a lot of really shitty people that have gone to both. I oh I, yeah, I know very few cool people who have gone to both. Yeah, I mean, I, I will say I did, you know, have some good some good party times in East Lansing in my early twenties. So <laughs> there is that. I, I definitely know I definitely know some cool people who went to both schools. But yeah, I have very very little respect. I I never cared about either one. I, I when I was a kid, I was weirdly a Notre Dame fan, which is a problem in and oh, of man, itself. Oh man, the Michigan Notre Dame kid. Oh, you were that guy. God. Yeah, damn that it. was me. That was. Oh me. man, yeah, that's 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 a rough existence. I got us. I got. I feel I feel for you. And then when I was like, I was probably like fifteen when I was like. These people are like barely older than me, and I have I don't care at all anymore about college sports. I have like not cared about college sports since I was fifteen or sixteen. I never have, honestly. I was. I wa- I'll watch the tournaments. That's the only thing I'll watch anymore. Yeah, and college basketball was big for me, like in high school, and yeah, like around that time. And you know, I I, I was always more probably geared towards pro football than college, but I did follow it. Like my dad went to Michigan State, so like you know, it started out like, hey, you know, you see you're that a kid, at least like, hey, that's something. Like people who just root for the college team for no reason is so well, yeah michigan is a weird state because like so <laughs> many people, people like with that. zero connections to university of michigan like uh have like this rooting interest as if they're like a professional sports franchise oh it's like um, psychotic too it's yeah, like yeah. way way the, more than a professional uh for josh here the term we use in the home state is walmart wolverines oh yeah that's the term we call them. It's like uh, it's like people with no connections to the school that like that like ride or die for them. <laughs> that's my dad with UCLA, and I think that's my uncle with USC. <laughs> nice, nice. There was a, there was actually a website called WalmartWolverines.com where they would just take like dipshit Facebook pictures from Michigan fans and just post them. <laughs> one one time, a kid I knew was on there. It was very funny. Mm, it's like good. yeah, with people of Walmart pictures, very very popular. Yeah, that's good stuff. Um, yeah, so. I, I it's it's hard to really have any like even for someone that had a rooting interest in Michigan State you can't really reconcile like what they've done as a program so no thanks yeah Out fair enough that. gonna be a no for me dog <laughs> wow well you know what's a yes for me though oh there's a segue is this oh, episode yeah. of burn no <laughs> we, got the, we got the king we got the king <laughs> and Woo! cut here and cut here yeah right. um uh, uh, great segue and yes great episode um this was a genuinely and we've been uh in the doldrums of yeah for those that have been have been listening to us if this isn't your first episode and you've been with us first of all thanks for coming back second uh you know that these last few episodes this season have been tough on us um no carla uh no good plot no good writing (laughs) carla's the hot British lady? No, Carla. We didn't see in this episode either, unfortunately. Uh, Carla's. Did you ever see Battlestar Galactica? No. Okay, Carla's Trisha Helfer. She played number six there, but she's like a she's a TV actress who's she's great. Oh wow, yeah, okay. Um, 
But yeah, so she's like she's Carla, but we didn't see her in this episode either, unfortunately. But everything else made up for it. So there, there's a lot to get into and a lot to talk about and uh, a lot of positive thoughts we can finally share this week. Thank fuck. But before we do that, let's uh, let's get your base, Rocco. So before we ask you to come on and watch this episode and do this with us, what was your uh, prior experience with Burn Notice? I saw uh, roughly 10 minutes of outtakes from season one of Burn Notice on your guys' stream. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> that yeah, is yeah, yeah, you did mention that to me. <laughs> that is it. Rocco That's was actually kind of how we uh, started. Yeah, I mean, kind of. Uh, Rocco was talking about Burn After Bonusing, um, one of our first <laughs> bonus episodes that we did, um, where we, uh, between seasons one and two, that we did live on Twitch, which you can actually go back and listen to in the archives. You, yeah, I think it's still highlighted on my channel. And it yeah, was fun. check out the Twitch VODs, too. Thank you. Yeah, that was a, that was a good time. Um, yeah, that is, uh, to Josh's point, kind of how we started. So we when we first like went over the ideas and started outlining the podcast... We got on like a Discord call and a watch together, and we started like watching clips and like outtakes and interviews and that kind of stuff to like see if maybe this this does have the kind of content we need and we could talk about it. And that's where we decided we could. So when are you starting your Burn Notice podcast, Rocco? You're already um, on the way. <laughs> well, I'm thinking probably November. Okay, that's a good. Just that's get a good... this. Just get past this election, and then it's once like, we get right, past I the election and coronavirus what I, what and no really... time to die comes out care about yeah exactly <laughs> you know you'll, you'll time in the re- that release yeah. date so we can try to beat daniel craig to market well yeah i need to get the chinese box office for my burn notice podcast and that's very important you gotta get those international markets <laughs> yeah that's one thing that we know here that's how we get all of our big <laughs> podcast checks is the international markets oh dude, we, yeah we kill in europe big ass podcast yep. checks. we much like much like fiona we kill in europe Oh me! <laughs> I don't have my I don't have my morning zoo sounds. It's a good up. one. <laughs> um, and we, we're, there's a lot of Fiona to talk about. So yeah, so this is the, your first like episode of this show that you've seen. Oh yeah, wonderful! Wow, this is my first. Excited. This is my first like anything of the show that wasn't <laughs> like Bruce Campbell fucking around. <laughs> Which I mean, <laughs> half this show is Bruce Campbell fucking around. So. Yeah, yeah I guess that's true. Usually off screen though. Yeah, Bruce I mean Bruce Campbell was having a great time on screen on this episode. Yeah, I mean we kind of figured that cuz it like left off with him getting dumped by his lady friend in the last episode and he was like looking like he was going to move in with Michael. Yep, he came out he came out with that bag and was like, "Michael, you got to help me." <laughs> and this uh this episode starts off like uh like any great Pixar short with a bunch of uh, chess players in a park. Oh yeah, sure does. And Michael's, you know, when when you're a spy, you got to decode the message when you, uh, whatever the fuck he was saying on this one. I don't know. It was a long one. Oh, if um, they give you, like, if they make the message more complex, they're toying with you or whatever. Or if they tell you to meet somewhere, they want to get a look at you before they see you. Basically, he was saying that, like, all these guys took precautions because I'm cool and the best spy. So they had to yeah. do it this way because I'm the good Big spy. Big weenie. Yeah. So... He's trying to he's deciphering the message live in action and he walks by a chess table and this guy's like, "Hey, sit down over here, bro." And um he's he's like there, he's like Carlos representative. He's like, "You know, we're the guys that burned you. I'm here to, you know, tell you we got a job for you or whatever." Uh call me Victor. His name is Victor. He's trying to dress like Sam Axe and act like Michael and failing at both. Yeah, he's a uh, he's kind of uh, he's like trying to be a real tough guy, like psycho, like uh, last person who crossed my path 
it winded up dead. And he's like, hey, just, and then like he waits for like a weird, awkward moment. And then he's like, hey, just kidding. He's like, hey, I'm just, I'm here because we can't afford Greg Kinnear. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> holy shit. I literally have shitty Greg Kinnear. Right yes. <laughs> shitty, that's exactly what he is. Shitty Greg Kinnear. He's, and let's just, can I just get it out of the way? Victor fucking sucks. Fuck this guy. Yeah, yeah I hate him. Didn't I hate love him. him. Didn't love him. His, but his, uh, I don't think it's the actor's fault. No, well, I he's got a great last name, not. Michael Shanks. I oh feel yeah, his like name is Michael Shanks. I feel I, it could be his decision, but I feel like this is like a total. This is director. This is so. Director. This is also an interesting thing. We've got Carla from Battlestar. He was featured prominently, apparently, in Stargate. Oh, he's a Stargate guy. Yeah, Stargate the series. Yes, not the James Spader film. Stargate game. SG One. Oh, SG One. Stargate Atlantis. Oh, so he's in he's in the Stargates. He's in yes. all the Stargates. Yeah, the Stars Gate. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> the pluralizing. That's, that's the, the first, pluralization. It's Stars Gate now. That's it is plural. now. I've been I drinking like White Claws. Shut up. Ain't no, ain't no laws apparently mm. on this record. <laughs> but, but yeah, have you is... been trying these white claws, Michael? I hear there's oh, no he law. Would, Sam Axe would totally be oh, in the white. I claws. would love to pound claws with Sam Axe. <laughs> what does that mean? Smooth, baby. Is this a euphemism for something? Yes, yes, it is, and I'll let you figure out which one. Mm. I'm gonna like fuck that. Sam Axe later. That's that was the euphemism. Yes, it was about <laughs> fucking Sam Axe. Correct. I'm glad we got that cleared up. <laughs> well, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that everybody here wants to fuck Sam Axe. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty typical of us getting one over them. Yeah, he's not. He's that. a he's a little annoying handler guy, and he's like, I'm gonna give you a mission. Yep. So we now we got a main quest episode here. So normally, like the last few weeks, we've just been having Michael wandering around the you know the countryside, and he uh, gets like someone with like the the different color exclamation point above their heads for the side quest. And he just takes those side quests. But he decided to come back to the main town and pick up a main quest mission on this episode. Yep, he went back it. to the town. He's like, I need to figure out what this um, dragonborn yep, thing he pulled is. Up, yeah, he pulled up his journal and he was like, man, I haven't done any main quest grind in a little while. Maybe I should get back to that. Yeah, I got to like, stop, I, I gotta I stop like just trying to get as many stars as possible. I'm actually going to do a mission. Yeah, he was out there, <laughs> just le- he was out there leveling a little bit. Like, he's like, man, I think I've leveled enough, you know? So now he can get, he can get back to the grind. So he's uh, he goes back home, and uh, Sam's got himself a new set of wheels. Oh yeah, his new car. What's the new car? It's a motherfucking spy Buick, baby. It's a Buick. That's right. Oh, no spy more spy Buick. It's yep, all so, waxed down. It's real cherry. Yep. So if you've been following the show, uh, Veronica bought Sam his or leased him. It looks like his uh, his Cadillac that he'd been driving around, and uh, since they uh, broke up, she yanked it. So he grabbed some of his pension checks and he bought himself a Buick, baby. A nice, smooth automobile for a smooth-ass motherfucker. Is that what Buicks are known for being? Is they smooth? are. I mean, they're a smooth ride. You ever you ever drive a Buick? I used to have a 1990 Park Avenue. That motherfucker was like driving on pillows. <laughs> Had a that sounds interior. awful. That's a, driving on pillows sounds bad. Oh, it was great. It was it was nice and smooth and... It's good stuff. It's when good I was time. a freshman in high school, uh, I was driven to school in a my friend's mom's Buick. It was an SUV of some sort. It was very nice. Yeah, they're they're good, reliable cars. <laughs> is this it's sponsored by Buick automobile. now? What is yep, this? this po- Burn After Noticing brought to you by Buick. Buick Check out the all-new LeSabre. 
right is, now. At, uh, is there fucking, a new, you're making is there this shit up, aren't you? I mean, I don't know. Saber's an actual Buick model. I don't, you know. There's Commission no Sam X doing I know nothing about cars. My name is Sam X, and when I'm not out helping my friends solve cases, I'm driving around getting tons of trim in my new Buick. <laughs> He would say tons Do of Do you trim. drive it drunk? Absolutely, but it's so smooth, nobody will notice. I don't remember driving it sober. <laughs> so wait, is he, is, he, is, he like, is he like I that? haven't is driven like sober that? since the Berlin Wall fell, Michael. Is he a drunk driver? I mean, I he's haven't seen drunk. him. I haven't seen him sober. I think he's just like a very high functioning alcoholic. Every yeah, uh, he like the like the he comes over to the apartment and much like you know Kramer going into uh, uh, Jerry's fridge, he goes into Michael's fridge and always grabs a beer. Grabs a beer and maybe a yogurt or maybe some fried chicken, whatever's around. And then he, whatever's around. So, so the spy, he's got his smooth spy Buick, and uh, Michael wants him to uh, get Madeline uh, to safety while he handles all this uh, this main quest business this week. So Sam, uh, he's like, I don't really know if I want to do that, but Michael just throws the phone to him immediately and was like, yeah, Madeline. This was a great scene, too. This was some very good Bruce Campbell. Yeah, I liked uh, – I was hoping, you know, that we would get more of him because he's, like, out of a house now with Veronica – and so I was like, okay, this this really delivered on that with him. And also, the last time he stayed at the uh, mom's house, I think I even wrote that I was like, I was like, fuck yeah, like they're back together. Like yeah, Madeline fun... and Madeline and Sam are are a fun pairing. I was yeah. gonna ask, do they are they banging? It's Sam X, so anything's possible. So, but that so is that's not like a thing because I, I I kept I was just assuming that that's what that show was implying like this is like a thing that keeps happening. I could see how you think mom. that. I think they do that on purpose, but no, it's 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 implied that it's platonic. Because Michael and Sam are like best friends. Okay, okay. And uh, he just he's out here helping, and Madeline's just you know Madeline's a, a silver fox. What are you gonna do? Yeah, and she like smokes in a restaurant, and she smokes. Everywhere, <laughs> but it's like two. It's like two thousand eight. Yep, it is. Abs- it's it's summer of two thousand eight. So I have written down that this show is like it's two thousand eight, and it feels like two thousand eight, but it also feels like nineteen eighty eight. That and that's one of the it's one of the beauties of it. And looks like especially some of the camera choices and stuff. Yeah, it's, yeah. There's like some grainy shit and like the opening, which by the way, I should have mentioned earlier. What well, we should have brought what this a up. fucking godsend that that like opening is. Oh yeah, is that, the, it, is that yeah, every episode? Is, I can't. Believe we forgot I, to ask. I've been drinking, so uh, the the thirty second opening thing. What's we like to ask all our guests? This did that do enough for you to get you up to speed? It, I was like, it made me so. Ha- it put me at ease. <laughs> like it truly. Like I'm not. I'm not even exaggerating. I was so happy. <laughs> wow. Because I was like. The idea of not having to go to Wikipedia or whatever, like I, I was like, I don't have to do any fucking homework, and I was like, so if the show, if the show is making this the opening, then this has to be sufficient. Like I don't have to do anything else because it's like the uh, the old Stan Lee thing, like every comic is somebody's first comic. Yeah, right. That's totally that's every this. episode of Burn Notice is somebody's first episode of Burn Notice. Yes. And it's I was true. like, I'm fuck, and I and it worked. <laughs> I. I I I'm not gonna say that I'm like gonna watch all of Burn Notice now, but I like 
I wouldn't. It wouldn't be crazy if I did. I I was like, damn, this. Is we're gonna we're gonna it. circle back to that. So it's, a, it's, it's the most earnest response to like the opening. I think we've had like they're the most mind blowing. Yeah, one. which I, I like. Yeah, I, I mean, and it's it's like I mean, if you know, I I bring up, I brought up Firefly a bunch of times, but it's got that Firefly feel to it where it just gets you everything you need, and you're like, all right, all right, let's what's going on here? What's what's next? It was just such a relief. I was just. Like, <laughs> I, I I definitely understand that too. Yeah, it does. I mean, it gives you everything you need. I'm Michael Weston. I was a spy. I got burn noticed. Here are my friends. We're in Miami. Let's go. Yeah, it's fucking great. And I think to your point about the 80s thing, it's hard to do anything in Miami, like any Miami set show in any time period without the 1980s feel just being there because yeah. it's so like just tied into Miami's identity. Yeah, I guess that's true. Like just that aesthetic, right? Definitely. Neon, yeah, they always harken back to it. I mean, even the Miami Heat little like town whatever things are very cool neon even yeah. miami heat's current jerseys are fucking 80s. yeah yeah absolutely so uh, so sam comes up with a little uh, a little uh, ruse to convince madeline to come over there he's like madeline i'm so sad I've lost veronica and michael wants me out of here can i just come check up with you for a day or two and clear my head i'm so sad madeline She's like, yes, Sam, come on over. So Sam and Madeline are going to hang out for a little bit while we try to uh, get this uh, uh, main quest out of the way. But wait! But wait. We have ourselves another side quest. We weren't getting off that easy. Nope. I usually do, too. But, yeah, he finds... um... (laughs) Do you now? now (laughs) Well, that's interesting. Let's get into that. Do you get off easily? How many strokes does it usually take for you to uh, to nut, just like on average? (laughs) Is this a half earnest question? Yeah, yeah. Just let's let's talk about it. Exact stroke count. Zero point not. zero point five. How many? Zero point five. Just just half a one. So half a stroke. Oh the god, half. I wish I would be so much more. I you know how much more I would get done. You'd like would that be like anytime you go to the bathroom, you're just like oh. Uh, god, what a what an existence! If you could just come that often that easily, sounds great. That sounds painful. I feel like if, like you just want to go to the bathroom. Just like always I'm at, coming. Just like I'm the pu- <laughs> like the Lonely Island video. <laughs> just oh, nutting just... every time you walk by Jamie Lynn Sigler in a grocery store. <laughs> no. I feel like Jamie Lynn's someone that could no. show up in Burn Notice. Yeah, it's just like a what, what is this? The tail end of My Name Is Earl. Well, probably. Well, Sopranos has been over for a year. This is 2008. Sopranos ended yeah. in 06 or 07, right? So. They're probably on some TV shows. Yeah, yeah, so it's about that time. Entourage is on, though. We're, we're going to get to uh, some guest appearances here pretty soon. But before we do, let's get into that side quest. To, so, the, uh, to uh, Ricky, Ricky Watkins. Is, yeah, so he's... Uh, he <laughs> uh, Sam, a couple of bad looks for Sam in this episode, I will say. Uh, by starting no. out by uh, walking into Madeline's house and just pulling a gun on the fucking uh, on the on the person of color. He's yeah, walking just right in and be like, hey, he just uh, you, the worst. Like, what are you stuff? doing in here? I, mean, I guess he did like just accuse him of being a spy because like they're on edge about spy stuff. So, but yeah. like still not a good look, my dude, especially after last episode. <laughs> well, yeah. And then also there's some more stuff. We get we get more reactionary Sam later on. Uh, but if you if you if that bothers you, get ready for the review I pulled for this episode. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, I can't. Fucking <laughs> wait. This is like really tying into it now. All right, cool. Tease that. We're, we'll put a pin in that, please. Um, he, so he pulls a gun on this guy and he's like, Hey, get out of there. And he's like, no, 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 I'm friends. I promise. And Madeline comes in and, you know, confirms that like, yes, this is a, this is a childhood friend. Uh, Michael and, uh, his older brother used to do crime together. 
This is an old crime friend of uh, of Michael's, and uh, he came over to talk to Mikey. He's in some trouble, of course. Well, of course. He's in a bit of the old Barney, as they say across the pond. Uh, Barney? <laughs> Barney? Barney Rubble. For trouble. Yeah, Barney? Yes. What are you? Uh, hey! Hey, Fred. Oh, hey, you got a burn notice on me? <laughs> Barney, they gave you a burn notice. Just try to hook up the VCR, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. There it is. Make Fred and Barney just like uh, spies who got burn noticed. That would be great. Bonnie, help me. I don't know, Fred. We got these international uh, rock smugglers. Fred. <laughs> That's my Wilma. Is it Wilma's Fiona? Yes, that was my, that was my, like, my only thing I can <laughs> say in her, like, yeah, I gotta say, they like, they like, uh, they like use, like, a lizard to, like, murder somebody, like, they strangle, so they use, like, a lizard's tail, like, as a garrote. <laughs> it's a living. It's a living. <laughs> hey. I'm trying to take apart my rock phone and get these pebbles out of here so I can figure out where I'm getting. You get a little, there's a little stone. There's a little stone tablet etched in there. Don't mess with the GP rock, Michael. <laughs> burn notice. Meet the burn notice. <laughs> burn notice. You talk about that comet that's spiraling towards our Earth. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> if you think about it, if you think about it, all the dinosaurs got a burn notice. That's true, yeah, actually. Pretty quick. And then they got a really cold notice. Oh, freeze notice. Damn, my man's talking about mammoths. It really be like that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's the title of this episode now. Yeah, my man's talking about mammoths. <laughs> mammoths. <laughs> Alan Iverson, we talking about mammoths. <laughs> mammoths? <laughs> Not an yeah. elephant. Mammoths. Mammoths. <laughs> we talking about mammoths? Listen to what Tusks. we're talking about. Manes. Bigger size mammoths. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. Uh, what? Where were we? Sam was pulling guns on people. We barely get to Ricky. Uh, he has a problem. He's pretty this, Ricky. He's, like, he's got a problem. Yeah. Um, but we get to use him. So they decided to take some money. Yeah, they decided to discuss his problem over brunch. It appears they're just gonna brunch and talk about his predicament. I mean, when in Rome, right? They're in Miami's got to have a ton of. I feel the brunch scene in Miami is probably pretty pretty strong. Pretty crazy, yeah. Okay, quick. What's everybody's favorite brunch food? Go. Ooh, I love a huevos rancheros. Ooh, hell yeah, Rocco! What do you got? I, 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 it's boring, but eggs Benedict is really good. You can't beat a good Benedict. You cannot beat a good Benedict. Uh, I'm a chicken and waffle guy. Oh, you're counting that. Chicken Ooh, and waffles good. are a perfect brunch food. Absolutely. Oh yeah, that's that's like the ultimate. Yeah. That's a perfect brunch item. I would just yeah, yeah, I would yeah. just call that straight up breakfast. But that I mean yeah. that's the the gray area. I guess. But you could have a chicken and waffle at lunch, and I think that would be acceptable. I feel like eggs Benedict though. Like you, I feel like that and huevos rancheros even is like only when restaurants are like weird and say like this is brunch. Do you that's see true. that on menus? Yeah, unless uh, like, <laughs> unless you're at like a place that's like known for its like breakfast, like it has that's like true. a signature benedict or I'm something. Like, I'm I'm a little spoiled just because I'm in I'm in Arizona, so honestly Huevos Rancheros is really common. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's everywhere. Yeah. Makes sense. Um It's good. So they're having brunch, and it turns out uh, Rick, you know, Michael's like, "Let's catch up, dude. Where's, how's your brother?" And he's like, "Well, my brother's doing fucking life." So yeah, twenty five to life. <laughs> yeah, not good. So free Andre, free the homie Andre. I don't know what he did, but free him anyway. Yeah. Fingers yeah, crossed, know. he gets out on good behavior. Oh, yep, please, let's, <laughs> get let's down free to Andre. We got to get out there. We got to get the word out. We got to get the Innocence Project involved. We got to free Andre. Um. So he the pro. So Ricky's problem is he's an accountant. 
for a rapper. <laughs> wow. His name, the rapper named Sweet Valentine. Yeah. 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 It's really not they, good. God, somebody wrote that down. Was I, that, uh, my theory is a 50-year-old man wrote this episode. Uh, you're probably Matt right. Nix, the creator, probably... and four more people. Oh, boy. Because holy shit. Oh yeah, the the dialogue in this when you when you have like an like this is a Anything. great t- part of two thousand eight when you have like these middle aged white guys like writing rap storylines. Holy shit! Dude. Very good stuff. This is a very common thing. Like if you watch like Law and Order or like look uh, what like, they did to poor Bruce Campbell here. Oh man, well, I, you know what? Bruce Campbell made some fucking lemonade in this episode. So and, and we'll talk about that. Uh, but real quick, so the the idea the deal is um, he's being framed. Our, our, our side quest guy, Ricky's being framed for embezzling money by like the other financial guy who's like the slick suit wearing right hand man, like short white man from waiting. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. He's the guy. That's what I was trying to figure out. He's from waiting. Yeah. But he's. Oh, he's, he's, my he's God. Easily, he's, he's the guy who has the now. best. He has the best line in waiting where he's peeing. He's a shy bladder and he's peeing next to somebody. And the guy's minding his own business. And then he just goes, quit staring at my dick. Oh, yeah, he, he has that phobia. Holy <laughs> shit. Some great Dane Cook in that movie. I'm fucking, I hate that movie because it played constantly on Comedy Central. Oh, yeah, they did play it a lot. I've and seen it, that movie. It came out as times. I was waiting tables Me too. at a restaurant. So like, that's I love why that. I fucking I hate it. I love that movie. I have it on DVD. Yeah. Like if you, were, if you were working in the service industry at the time that movie came out, I understand the affinity for it. I know that's where like... I was not, but I, I was, love it. Yeah, it's... I mean, it is fucking funny. It's a funny movie. Um, so, so Sweet <laughs> Valentine steals is, the show. Uh, is a rapper and he, Ricky works for him and he is played by motherfucking Method Man. The third best rapper. Of How fucking is that? Excited. Is that real? Is that is that your real third best? Oh yeah, he's my really truly my third. Who's your favorite. top two? Wow, uh, that would be Big Boy and Pusha T. So it goes Big Boy, then Pusha, then Meth. Yeah, it's a solid list. I respect it. Wow. <laughs> Thanks. It's good stuff. Um, you I looked lo- out on this episode. I also I love Method Man, and I think he's also a very gifted actor as well. So I was like, as soon as he came on screen, I was like, oh fuck yeah, dude, let's go, dude. Yeah, he's all. I, I, he was in the opening credits in a way where I was like, I thought he was just on the show. I was like, holy shit! Like maybe I should watch. See, it. I have I keep subtitles on, so I don't see a lot of those credits scrolling on the bottom, and so I missed it. I didn't know he was in the episode until he came up on screen. I was very excited. Oh yeah, that's lucky. Uh, he's and he's looking great. He's kitted up. He's got the watch. He's got some fucking gators on. Dude, he's got no. that song. That song that plays when he comes out, which just I don't that know. That one if you song. Guys... I don't know if you guys talk about the soundtrack for this show, but oh, from what I Rocco, gather, we talk all the time. thoughts about the soundtrack. Oh my god, you guys! <laughs> yes. do you, wait, do you guys talk about it a lot? All yes. the time, like every episode. What the fuck? <laughs> and you know what's amazing about it is like this was the episode with probably like the most like regular and fitting music cues. Dude, it's like oh, all it's all like Kevin McLeod. <laughs> you know that guy who does like the internet music like he it's all like public domain royalty free fucking 
just songs that are impressions of music. I add them to all of our episodes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so oh, yeah. happy. There will probably be some of it playing right now as we're talking. Yeah, now I'm going to write it down. Dude, so, he's oh, the baddest around. I'm the baddest around. Baddest around. Oh, the baddest <laughs> around. Oh, here's a fun subtitle note. Um, if you watch that with subtitles on, the subtitle says, I'm a bat you around. Okay, I yeah, the first p- thought he was saying, I'm a bachelor hound. I'm a bachelor <laughs> hound. <laughs> Fuck's that mean? You ain't nothing but a bachelor hound. Being single all the time. <laughs> you ain't nothing like, but a bachelor hound. Not doing laundry I'm anytime. A- <laughs> I'm afraid we're not going to circle back to the soundtrack, but we probably are. But the, oh, we the will. song at the end, holy yeah, God. no, we're, no, we're going to talk about that. I promise, I promise you, we're going to talk about that at the end. <laughs> no, like, like some of the music cues in this one were actually the most normal. Like they at least like like they were they were you know in the way that you talked about, but like they fit the tone. Like a lot of times, this this show will just like have this like goofy shit playing, like some like Danny Elfman ass stuff, like playing <laughs> okay. during a serious moment. Yeah, this and it's was just all, wild. This was always on on point tonally, but it was always like. It was always like if you like made one of those fake trailers on your iPhone, it was like what is in the stock library for Yeah, it was Apple. like people that like <laughs> wish they could do like the Chemical Brothers Matrix stuff, but like have to keep the public domain. Yeah, yeah this was Garage Band Loops. It's Garage Band Loops. <laughs> they were on Fruity Loops, bro. <laughs> Fruity yeah, Loops. They got their they got their cool in my cereal. and got to the beat laboratory. <laughs> Only in my cereal, good sir. <laughs> <laughs> so Method Man's the guy, and they're gonna so they gotta try to figure that out. Um, meanwhile, Mikey's getting his uh, his job description from uh, broke ass Greg Kinnear. Yep, <laughs> and he's like drawing a dick in the sand, and like you got to go over here and do this job and do that thing. Yeah, and, he like he he's like impatient too. He like calls him. He's like, uh, you better meet, you better drop what you're doing and come. Yeah, so Mike goes to the beach and gets his little thing, and he's like, "We gotta go steal this thing." Mike's like, "What's the thing?" And the guy's like, "I'm not telling you what the thing is." This guy's so now, whole character is that he's really good at being an asshole. Yep. That's yeah, exactly pretty much. That's like, yeah, the, I mean, I get it. The character is a heel, and I do think this guy's like doing his best, but it, it's like just written in just the most annoying way. Yeah, he's it's unsalvageable. He's so fucking annoying, and like maybe that's what they're trying to do to make you like really hate this character. But man, I hate him probably too much. I think yeah. I hate him too much. He fucking sucks. Um, I think that's it helped the episode for me. How bad he was? Did it help? I think so. I honestly, especially as, I especially later on. Agree. I yeah. absolutely. I was, agree. was rooting against him pretty guy. actively. So, like, I guess, I guess you're right. Um, so, Michael enlists Fiona's help. <laughs> this was a fun little part when uh, he was like, "Yeah, I need your help, Fee," and he, she was like, "Well, my services aren't free. I need some new motherfucking shoes." And then she was like, yeah, because now I'm on the open market. So now I need shoes. She's like, yeah, since you won't fuck me anymore, I need you to buy shoes so I can okay, go bang so other dudes in these shoes. I was going to say, what's that. that mean? What's that mean? Like so they were, they, they were dated. They're, they're a thing. They were a thing. They've for like all of season one? Or? Not even, no, not for none of this. On again, off again. In before the, and, and before the series started, like, okay, so here's a fun thing to know about Fiona. She is legitimately ex-IRA. So she was like an IRA uh, uh, freedom fighter. And like then, Irish? Yeah, yeah, the Irish yeah. Republican Army. Right, but um, she speaks in an American accent. Oh, well, that was all explained in the first two episodes. <laughs> this is okay. another thing we pro- pretty much talk about every episode. Yeah, we have to I was going to say, the, act, the actor is from England. She is yeah. from England. So, uh, English Gabrielle Anwar, um, the character she's playing is Irish, who is play- who is acting American because she lives in America now and just decided to not be Irish anymore. Whoa. 
So in the in the pilot, she so is that's, ex- that's she is very saying... very Irish in the pilot. She has an extremely Irish accent in the pilot. Uh, she is Irish as fuck. And then episode two, she gets there and she's like, "Nope, I'm in Miami. We're we're not Irish anymore. Screw it." Weird. It's pretty great. It <laughs> is weird. Um. So it's so, yeah. They're so they're not together, and they like they broke up in the in the premiere of this season. I want to say like early on in this season. Yeah, like the first episode of this uh, season, she was like, "I'm tired of like." You know, this will they, won't they bullshit. Uh, you know, we're not good together, blah, blah, blah. Yep, basically. So uh, yeah. so now she wants Mike to buy him some shoes, which I love. Just power move. Thin doming Michael. I, and, oh, well, my she, God. she dominates Michael just all over the board. And again, I respect it. She looks great in the black dress. Um, and she's ready to kick some ass. The bloodlust is real in this episode, too. I the think about the 38 minute mark. I decided that she is in fact very good looking. I, oh, what it was! I, I don't. I, I can't believe it took you that long. Uh, it was a huge question mark for me until that point. Yeah, and there were no question marks for me uh, from the moment this show started. But uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Gabrielle Amar is great, and like, yeah. The, well, I can see like uh, the later parts of the episode where she's like got the shotgun out and just wants to kill everybody. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It is cool. Um, so there, uh, Michael in, uh, gets some inf- uh, some information about like the, who our targets are and like who these guys are. Um, he infiltrates the uh, the office to like try to get these documents back. Uh, is doesn't make it, doesn't uh, score, doesn't get what he's looking for, but gets like you know like one step closer, whatever. So I wrote this down because this is 2008. They have flip phones, and he's, like, taking pictures of these documents. And I'm thinking, like, how clear can they The resolution really be? to, like, see what's on those documents could not be that good. That's why that, – yeah, exactly. I'm like, it's not like a special spy phone. It just looks like a fucking – Like, I remember roll, a girl, roll, like, roll, roll, tried roll to razor. send me nudes with one of those flip phones back in the day. And, like – Brag, why don't you? Like, the, the, like A razor? I'm, like, I, I probably – it was probably, like, the same resolution as, like, when you do that uh, naked Lara Croft cheat code. <laughs> so okay, really so, hot yeah yeah so look great yeah. so like worth worth spending an entire evening on yes 100 percent. no question <laughs> just squint your eyes like the flower and conquers bed for a day yeah, yeah. Or, uh, or just like trying to watch porn on one of those like black boxes or like trying to watch the channel with like the green squiggles you just buy the unrated DVD. The nineties and the nineties trying to watch the I mean, like it's unrated. It means there's boobs hey, we're, in it. We're a little bit younger than you, man. We're, we're watching American Wedding, all right? American. I had all I had the American Pie trilogy, like unrated. <laughs> you guys are wedding. out here watching American Pie presents the naked mile. Yeah. We're out here pa- pausing the Caddyshack DVD and then zooming in with the DVD remote. I did watch um American Fuck Pie. Fuck you, Rocco. I feel so seen right now. not on caddyshack but just that process you just described (laughs) (laughs) i've seen so many shitty movies (laughs) because of that there was like some there was like some show on bbc like and i was just like flipping through channels late at night and i saw boobs and i kept watching that show just just because there was any more like you watched like the whole series i watched like so many episodes of that show yeah like or like you're a killer you're like watching real sex because like you saw somebody attractive but like 98 percent of the show is just like weird middle-aged nudists or like you like you can't remember why you like person who's like 70 years old just it was a a total tease yeah, it was nice. one of the yeah. I w- it made me question if I ever did see them. If I just fucking hallucinated. <laughs> Folks, stay tuned for uh, coming to Buzzcast Network, uh, the the new uh, Taxi Cab Confessions podcast. 
A good podcast would be like just going back to the like talking about the movies you the, watched. The for real like sex podcast. Reasons. Like if somehow you could find your search history from when you were like sixteen. Oh man, boobs. Butt. Uh, I think that's it probably was, illegal, right? That'd be horrible. I think it was Brandon or somebody on on Yeah, but still recently told a a, a hilarious uh, story um, about something like that. I'll have to show you. I'll find that for you off pod. Um, <laughs> yeah, that made me think of that. Like, there's a, a comic who has a story uh, about something like that. Uh, <laughs> back on track. Uh, one of my favorite scenes. So, well, so Michael tra- gets the intel. He needs to uh, get a little bit closer. Uh, so he's going to try to, like, infiltrate this guy and act like a money launderer. So now we got money laundering, and it's Barry time, baby. Barry Guy Fieri. Barry, Barry Guy Fieri. That's right. Um, Don't so- say it again, or you summon him. <laughs> Say it three oh, times no. in the mirror. You go right <laughs> he comes and he launders your money. He, he launders your money through a bank in Flavortown. <laughs> so yeah, Barry's the money launderer guy. He looks like Guy Fieri colon dark, like uh, like when like when there was dark Goku Goku in Dragon Ball dark uh, Super. Colon. <laughs> it's like the evil oh yeah Goku, Goku like black evil Goku. It's yeah. It's when when Guy Fieri's sunglasses fall off the back of his head. His hair. Loses its Super Saiyan color. <laughs> it just goes. It just flops down. <laughs> it is I, the Prince of Flavortown, Kakarot. <laughs> He's always saying that. Vegeta's always going. How many Scovilles is that hot pepper? It's over nine thousand. My favorite thing to do for anime is just go. Uh, 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 how, how. Oh, that's, yeah, that's like every every <laughs> right, when they get, like, when, when they get hurt, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> or Krillin just like watching and mad. He's like. <clears throat> yep, yep. He can't. Here, <laughs> Gohan. <laughs> how, how did you, Dad? <laughs> Dad, that's not <laughs> now. When you possible. say dad, now when you say dad, he's talking about Piccolo, right? His real father. Of course, his dad is the patriarch of Gohan. His actual father. He fucking would wear the. He would wear only his like uniform. He wouldn't even wear the oh, Kame see, school see, uniform. Goku may be Gohan's father, but Piccolo's his dad. I don't. Like that sounds that. weird. I don't like, I don't <laughs> I don't like, like, like the way that's put. I don't like this. <laughs> I'm sorry, but Piccolo was more of a father to Gohan than Goku ever was. It was just the Tell way you I'm phrased wrong. that. Tell me, I'm wrong. No, I mean he definitely. That's so why Gohan just, went and had a normal life. I can't disagree, but I'm th- actually gonna mute my mic front and throw up right now. I'm so <laughs> hey, wow! The truth hurts. The truth hurts. It's. I mean, he basically raised him after Goku died, and then, <laughs> and like I said, he 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 only wears <laughs> doing an- like, anime wears anime the puke. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> So. We I, this is funny because usually this is this is what we do on an episode we don't like. I know, <laughs> and we barely so talk talked about. about this episode. There's so much to talk about on the episode. Like we get through the stuff that we love. We're like, barely into the show. There's like there's like a sea story in this episode. I I've never seen this show. I just assume that every episode has an A, a B, and a C story. No, this one sometimes. was filled with plot. Like this one, like the last couple episodes. One of the things we haven't liked about it has been like all side quest bullshit, and like they're not they haven't really advanced the plot. And it's just like, uh, it's like this one was jam packed. Like they fucking, they're like, oh god, we got to get back on track, guys. We got to do some stuff now. We're halfway through the season. Let's go. 
They, they like pick the pace up like a lot. Do they always do like the character titles on screen? Oh, do they? Yeah. Yes, the yeah, they do. The that's probably like Barry's fifth one. Everybody gets a lower third. Yeah, no, Barry gets a lower third every time he appears, and he's appeared a lot. Okay. So like, you get Barry the money launderer all the time when like if you've been watching the show, you definitely know that's Barry by now. It's very funny that they keep going back to it. Um, one of my favorite lines in this episode, probably my favorite part, and I posted it to our Twitter so you can see the clip. But uh, Michael goes into uh, his mom's house and Sam's in yeah. there making like uh, making like a yeah. curry, and he pulls the spoon out. And he's like, "Michael, come on here, try it. Take a little sippy sip. Sippy sip. It's so good." <laughs> I wrote that down. <laughs> it's so good. It's one of those, and I talk about this like my uh, my Sam Axe moment of the week. That's the Sam Axe moment of the week to me. There's a goal, really? Just, I know, I know that like you guys are going to pick a different Bruce. one. I know you're picking a different one, but I'm picking that one. It's a good one. Or, what'd you say, Rocco? I said that's like fourth take, Bruce. Like they let him do what he wanted. The, one for oh, me, yeah. please. And he's like, <laughs> have a sippy sip. And they were like, fuck, we gotta, <laughs> this is the one that has to go. Like, yeah. Yeah. Once again, like, Bruce's instincts were all correct. We should all just listen to him. Bruce, I, I got to imagine, doesn't do a whole lot of takes. I feel like he gets it right pretty quick. It's everybody yeah, he, else. He, he, does, he does one for them, one for him, and then they use the one for him every time. It like, wouldn't surprise me one bit. <laughs> Honestly. Um, so, he, so Michael gets a little sippy sip. He checks in on everybody. Everybody's okay. Um, where 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 we got? Where we go from there? Oh, Mike's from Boston again. We yeah, got- his cover story is like he has to convince this. Uh, um, what's the dude's name? The other guy's name? Victor? Victor? Yeah, no, Victor. Victor's the Victor's the handler guy. Yeah. Eddie is oh, the Eddie's the bad Eddie. Guy. Eddie's the the, the 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 embezzler is what they lower thirded him in as. Yes, he's basically like we're gonna uh, come to him with a money laundering scheme so that like we can expose him for trying to frame Valentine or not Valentine but um, Sweet Valentine. No, Ricky. Ricky, Ricky, Ricky Watkins. Pretty Ricky. Sorry, Pretty Ricky yeah, and Ricky. Sweet Valentine. Um, so yeah, he's he's and he's and uh, guys, he's from Boston. And he guys, has the worst Boston accent. How? How? That real actor from, from Boston? He's yes. from Boston, Rocco. Oh, yeah, he's and feeling se- miserable. <laughs> it the- seeps out like just naturally sometimes, and this is like him doing a fucking bad version of his own accent. This accent belonged in The Departed. But wait, 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 wait. Hold on, though. Is the character from Boston? They, no. No, he's from Florida. Then, the whole family's this, from Miami. This might, actually, this might actually be great acting. Oh, so you think he's making a choice to Ooh. do a bad Boston accent. This is him going, this is an actor from Boston... Going out of his way to do an impression of someone trying to sound like they're from Boston. But uh, I, I, the only hole I can poke in that is he's supposed to be like a master spy who's like great at this stuff, right? So why would he be doing bad at this thing when like this whole job that's rides on true. him being convincing and passable? That's that's a good point. That's Lives good point. are at stake here, and he's just out here fucking talking like Alec Baldwin and fucking The Departed. It like it's crazy. Which uh, we talked about this on uh, uh, on your stream, Josh, earlier, but. Yeah. Like okay, take take Bruce Campbell and take Jeffrey Donovan and recast them in the departed. What roles do you have them play? Not everybody all at once. <laughs> I was gonna say this well, is for you, wow. Rocky. Bruce Campbell Bruce Campbell hundred percent Martin Sheen. Oh, okay. See, I, I, I would have had him as the Alec Baldwin role. I would do Martin Sheen because I feel like he's got that like fatherly thing. Yeah, that's true too. That I think that would work as well. But watching him go f- getting yeeted off a building would be very sad. 
And then the other guy, it's uh, it's for sure between. You know what? Actually, the other guy's Mark Wahlberg. Well, yeah, yeah. for me, it's Wahlberg. That was a, yeah, that was a no brainer yeah, for us. It's hundred percent Wahlberg. It's hundred percent Wahlberg. Yeah, it's not even a question. It's Wahlberg. Yeah, I was like, at first, I was like, oh, is it Leo or Matt Damon? But then I was no. like, no, it's clearly no, Wahlberg. It's clearly yeah. Wahlberg. We're all in the, we're all in lockstep on that. <laughs> Very I <love> nice. <laughs> I love it. Honestly, put Donovan in there instead of Wahlberg. Either the movie is the same quality, if not better. What about Wahlberg in place of Jeffrey Donovan of this show? Is that better or worse? Worse. I don't know. I think it's better in a bat in a because it becomes because, worse. Yeah, every guy's from Boston. Every yeah. character he does is from Boston. At least Michael, at least Jeffrey what? Donovan does that bad British accent and then the bad Southern accent and all the other bad accents he does. So the boss, so the fake Boston accent's a thing. I guess, but like, see, his what's funny is like in the show, his real Boston accent comes out quite a bit. Yes, and it and like he'll you can accidentally hear it, like Boston. He'll say like ma. Out. See, yeah, that's yeah. how I was with that's how I was with the Fiona character. I was like, okay, sometimes I can tell she's British, but they wrote it they wrote it off. Yeah, yeah, they, they did that on purpose. That's um, very smart. Yeah, there's a and so so Mike makes his introduction. He tells the guy, hey, "We got this. We got these apartment buildings, and we're gonna launder your money through getting all the new marble uh, granite countertops and all the new yeah. carpeting, carpet, free for free parking. Got to have that freaking shag carpet." Maybe some lace curtains here over there in the North Boston. Yeah, I'm gonna make you rich, kid. Yeah, we came here from Southie, and now we're out here with the big houses. Uh, whatever. So he uh, he's gonna do the laundering scheme. Um, and Ricky's in some trouble. I love this scene with Method Man, where he's like accusing the guys because this is this is the uh, the untouchable scene. Ever since the Untouchables, there's always one of these scenes with the boss in a, in a show or a movie. Where he's got you know everybody at a table, and then you accuse somebody who you didn't expect to get accused, and then the the boss does something violent, smashes a fucking platinum record. Over yep, he takes a platinum record, just smashes it over, smashes it over this guy's head. Which, which is just I gotta this say is, is a, such a fucking pimp move. It was that a baller move. A, it was a baller so, move. Method Man so is cool. Method Man's limited scenes in this are all great. He's good in all of this. Smashing um, a platinum, smashing a framed platinum record over somebody's head is so cool it's a huge flex it's a baller move um, <laughs> and it's the record of so it's the guy that he was uh he was accosting is like an associate who promised to deliver another like one of uh method man's artists uh to a rival label so he took that artist that the, he was going to poach and he took their platinum record off the wall and hit the guy with it this that's so such a good flex that's bad. it was good it was a good scene, and yeah, and afterwards he tells everybody to get out of the room, and he, he keeps um, Ricky in there, and he's like, where's this money? You know, I need two days. So the pressure's on. The pressure, pressure is, on. is on. He's in a great gotta get. We got to get Eddie to cough up the money for the money laundering scheme, but they run into a snag because the A and the B plot run together for oh, just no. a split second. Because fucking Victor. Fucking Victor. This guy. This Hold on, you want, to, you want to talk about accents? We'll do some accents. This fucking guy, Victor. Over here. This fucking this guy. This fucking guy comes over here and he's the blowing fuck up the fucking. What's the fucking, it's fucking matter with you? He comes in, he says, hey, hey, over here, you got the fucking FBI on you. I'm like, oh, what's the matter with you, this fucking guy? And just to be clear, Victor doesn't talk like that. No, no, no. Victor talks again, <laughs> like, like Greg Kinnear without the talent. Uh,. <laughs> So, um, he uh, so so Victor blows up Michael's spot like during one of his meetings with Eddie, and says, uh, "Yeah, this guy's got FBI on him, blonde." Like tries to fuck the job up for him. He's like, "Yeah, now you're not busy. You can go back to doing the main quest." 
and made me like him more because I was like, oh, he's a smarmy little asshole. If one of the main quest characters came and fucked up my side quest in my game, I would fucking rage quit. No, you'd be like, this subverts my expectations. What a game! Yeah, what a what a beautiful, beautiful postmodern moment in gaming. Well, if we're talking about postmodernism, then I have a few things to say, but I can't because I'm in a coma in a black site in Russia. Get fucked, Jordan Peterson. Anyways. (laughs) So, uh, Victor fucks some shit up. Uh, Mike's mad. Um, Mike's going hard in this episode. Like, Mike gets. Mike doesn't fuck around, really. So he has to, like, uh, uh, double down. Uh, on Eddie and like so he confronts Eddie and he's like hey it's actually your fault that the FBI is here or whatever so yeah he pulls somebody a gun on your on end him. must have and like yeah he does the whole like he does the classic Michael double cross where he like convinces the other guy that it was his idea it's like one of his favorite moves <sighs> yeah that's the that was the this is the the plot of the episode where it's like dude we've seen this so many times yeah well, yeah it taps so there's, uh, there's not, mu- not much in the way of conflict oh. yeah yeah, it's just kind of moving from one to the next to the next to the next. I like mean, that's guy, why this guy's so good that nothing goes wrong. That's why I liked that Victor scene because I was like, "Wow, something actually went wrong. Like it actually blew his cover, and like his dumb scheme got blown up." So I was like, "Wow, this is something interesting." Well, but then it kind of falls right back into the he immediately immediately recovers. Yeah, Look, it really was today. no Michael stumble. Was, Michael it's was like, mining his p's and q's. He was getting the job done because he was he cared about his family. He was worried about. The safety of his mom and everything. He just wanted to get the job done right. I gotta say, though, I kind of love that. Like, if he's really It wasn't about the money. If he's really that good, then that that is probably... He's just a spy with a heart of gold, Rocco. Well, I love him. <laughs> Shit. He's a lot <laughs> really? Of, I, wow, that's like the fastest I've seen anybody be, like, warming up to Jeffrey Dunham. Well, this was... Character. Honestly, this was the coolest Michael's been in any episode, I think. That's true. This he is did, one of his yeah. coolest performances. This is, like, one of the most likable that Michael's been so in any episode. that's either a good thing or a bad thing, because it could all be downhill from Yeah, because there's some episodes where you're like, fucking shut the fuck up, Michael. Yeah, like, part of me wants to just, like, you guys are talking this up. I feel like I should check out now and then remember this is a great show. Maybe. I mean, here's the thing. There's... Uh, I've heard it gets better than this, so I, we gotta... We're sticking around. Um... And there's some stuff before this that I probably liked even better than this episode. This wasn't, I don't think this was my favorite of the whole series, but it's, it's up there. Um, where, so, where are we? X-rays. X-rays is where we're going next. We're learning how to make X-ray machines. So not only do you get all the other cool stuff, you learn how to make a fucking X-ray machine in your trunk. It's did education. Did you make one? I did. I made one in my trunk. Uh, I got in there myself. I feel great. So, yeah, this show does this... Does it, it has this device where it like teaches you how to do crimes, and I think <laughs> it, I think it does. I think this shows like a like a sting operation or like a like like entrapment of some sort. Like this show wants to teach people dumb people how to do be- crimes badly and then get caught. Maybe that's yeah. the CIA psyop that it was that it always was. There's some bad advice wow. sometimes because there was like one we where we uh, like had it debunked where it was like. Oh, we'll thwart her with a taser. If I'm touching her, she can't taser me, or she'll get tasered too. Yeah, which is uh, uh, through jeans. If you touch somebody through denim, yeah, holding onto their jeans, and if they taser you, you hold their jeans, you get tased. (laughs) Pretty good stuff. Um, So yeah, so it makes me question. So Mike's way—they won't let him see what's in the box that they're supposed to steal. So uh, Mike's way around that is he's going to build a fucking X-ray machine in the trunk of his car. Uh, normal, just normal stuff. He uses a CRT TV and like some dental, uh, like those dentist aprons and shit. 
And, oh, like a lead apron. Yep, you know? and he makes himself an x-ray machine. Good to Make go. Make sure his pee-pee doesn't get exposed to rays. Yep, everything's totally fine. His pee-pee is uh, not getting exposed to... Sp- what if he just exposed it and he just like got gigantic and that just became another character in the show? The Incredible, <laughs> like, the incredible Hulk, but like... Just like Mike's just giant that's, sentient dick and it just like starts talking and stuff. The third like, act of the show, he's like, well, my dick's huge now. Hey, <laughs> you want to talk about a burn notice? I have herpes. <laughs> Shut uh, up, dick. <laughs> <laughs> De- oh, okay. dick, and then it just freeze frame credits. He only just walks up. Hey, what's uh, what's this guy's deal? What's this guy's whole situation? What's going on with him? Hey, give me a beer, why don't you? <laughs> That's my dick. He's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> don't even get me started on my asshole. Yeah, he's a fucking dick. He's a real dick. <laughs> and the balls? Actually, they're pretty good guys. Balls are yeah. pretty cool. Couple <laughs> sweethearts. The balls are actually really nice. Two peas in a pod. Hey, two balls in a sack. What if we just said that instead? Was like, they were like balls two balls in a, in a sack. sack. I don't hate that actually. <laughs> a couple of balls in a sack. Just a couple of balls. <laughs> just a couple of balls in a sack, Michael. All right. Um, so Michael, <laughs> moving on. Michael is gonna uh, uh, fake money launder some stuff to the sea to the Seychelles. He sells Seychelles by the seashore. I just really wanted to say that. All right, two balls in a sack scene. was better, but this. Yeah, is moving fine. on from <laughs> she sells Seychelles by the seashore. Uh, th- we uh, we uh, it looks like the guy's gonna get murdered. Is that what's going on? So Ricky's like they send a hit squad after Ricky. Yeah, and and uh, it gets thwarted because Fiona shows up in sexy Florida uh, Fiona. This is fl- she shows up, up and exposes Fiona. her whale tail. Yep, she whale tails out and she gets the Florida <laughs> accent. And she's like, "You get out of here, you deadbeat." Throws th- a rock through the window. Hell yeah! And the uh, and and the random gangster guys got a bug out, and they take off. And Fiona just like walks off with the with the thong just pulled up over the hips, just like late '90s style. Looks great. It's wonderful. Hard body, like the for oh, fucking yeah. abs are out full oh, force. Oh yeah, hasn't seen a carb in years. Um, so we get she saves a day. Uh, Michael has to do a fake fight with the guy, which is kind of funny because like. There's that scene where the guy's like punching him and he's like just got like a regular like uh whatever face like waiting for this guy to like fake kick his ass. Yeah, he's like I can easily kick this guy's yeah, ass. Yeah, there's like a whole voiceover him... where he's like I could totally fuck this guy up, but I just don't feel like it right now. It's like the sheen, the scene in the Guy Ritchie Sherlock Holmes, but instead of like planning everything out, he's like I'm just going to get my ass kicked on. <laughs> <laughs> what if it was just like <laughs> just like zooms in on his rib cage but like no damage actually happens to it. It's just like very yeah. light padding like in the x-ray. Yeah, he's like that's he's what he like, was building like, the X. That's what he was building the X-ray machine for. He's wow, like, uh, Martini shaken, not stirred. Crack the ribs that is what I would do if I wasn't going to get my ass kicked on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sherlock, you've done it again. <laughs> Elementary, my dear Samuel. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Michael gets his fa- ass kicked by by in kayfabe, uh, so he can convince this guy to go do the hit on uh on ricky so he's like yeah if you want to go get your hands dirty you gotta go do the job yourself you that shout was like jfk mixed with crocodile dundee yeah ask ask not what your spies can do for you ask what you can <laughs> ask do why for your this spies. is a knife ish bin on a knife well, actually, There's a lot going I'm gonna, on. I'm going to save my my, J, my last JFK joke for the end of this episode. Um, so, oh boy, <laughs> I don't know what that means. So uh, he guy's going to go kill Ricky, but 
the the way to get uh, Sweet Valentine uh, uh, turned on to what's going on here is Fiona and Sam corner him with uh, one of our other favorite scenes in this episode. So Fiona walks by Method Man like and distracts him, and then Sam gets out of his car. <laughs> Old cranky white guy Sam. It's so good. Go, you take this. He's like, hey, you're that rapper, right? And uh, like uh, Valentine is like, yeah. He's like, yeah, of course. And then he's like, yeah, you you guys are ruining me. He, he plays goes, like the he dude goes, you guys like, are what's wrong with this country. Yeah, and it's like, oh my god. Yeah, and he's basically with chastising your hippity hoppity boppity boopin'. <laughs> and but then it's the, like then, not self aware. It's like upsettingly racist writing, but it's like in a way that they want you to think it's like. Sarcastic. Bruce Campbell it, does a such a good job turning this into satire with the over the top really, character. He really it was written it. like shit, and Sam saved the like. Yeah, yeah, no, Bruce Campbell absolutely was like. You could tell Bruce Campbell like read this and was like, "Oh fuck, we got work to do," and like made it happen. <laughs> Bruce and, Campbell like, did really... the acting equivalent of like laughing nervously at an old person when you're working like retail. Uh yeah, yeah. There you go. That's 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 a, very that's a perfect accurate. Like somebody walks in and says something shitty, and you're like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 that's how it's it is. It's gonna be eighteen fifty. I'll see yeah. you. Have a good day. That's what Bruce Campbell did, but it it, it was like a full three minute fucking acting moment. Yeah, yeah. He that. turned that what could have been just like like this character that was obviously written to be like a racist shitbag to like a just a funny like goofy parody of a racist shitbag. And did turn it into a much more lighthearted moment than it could have been. So thank goodness for you, Bruce Campbell. We love you. <laughs> but the other thing I showed is, did you notice the very short, brief, but awesome chemistry between Bruce Campbell and Method Man? I mean, he has good chemistry with anybody. Like, but like, he's... just like when they're like when they're talking to each other, and Sam's just like, "Yeah, uh, I listened to uh, to Kenny G. What's wrong with that?" And I listened to you know, whatever he's naming off all these artists, and Method just goes, "Yeah, yeah, that's just too gangster for me, man." <laughs> yeah, that was that was very funny. <laughs> like, just literally in just those moments, great I was response. Like, I I want a Method Man Bruce Campbell buddy comedy now so bad. Dude, that's just for us. Could you imagine like a road comedy or like a little sitcom series? Like a, they would like do a like Kickstarter. Me and you would both have to give them a hundred thousand dollars. I will find <laughs> you more than that. We we have to we have to start petitioning them to to make something together. Maybe they made a you don't know. Maybe they're friends. We should start uh, tagging them. Start telling them how much we like their episodes. See if they'll work together again. Block. Put Bruce Campbell in How High Two. How High Two better happen. Yeah. Well, after seeing. Um, I don't know if you saw Jay and Silent Bob, Bob reboot. reboot. Yes, At, like that's all. Just that couple of minutes. That's all you need to know. Like, bring them back. That's right. That was the best part of that movie. Honestly, best scene in the whole uh, movie. Hundred percent. No, Rocco, you're a Kevin Smith guy too, right? Yeah, I like him. I, you Michiganders, what's going on? We have good taste. The thing is, we have good taste. He's a sweetheart. Yeah, absolutely. And I like a lot of his movies. And that's just yeah. I've we've I've derailed this podcast with Kevin Smith a bunch of times. I won't do it again. <laughs> I have a lot it's of true. thoughts. I have a lot of Kevin Smith thoughts. Uh, Kevin Smith, please make a Bruce Campbell and Method Man buddy comedy. Bruce Campbell Method Man comedy directed by Kevin Smith. Let's go. What was the what was the uh, Bruce Willis Tracy Morgan movie he did? Oh, Cop Out. Cop Out. Cop Out. Just do that with. But just use use. <laughs> He's Method got experience. Man. I mean, yeah, he hated Bruce Willis, so. Sure. Yeah. Did. Just pick the, the most. That's See? the what I most remember he from his book. He picked the wrong Bruce. It's true. Well, uh, Method Man uh, uh, wraps this storyline up by coming into the room. Like, uh, so they do the the classic scene of like uh, the guy comes in to shoot the guy, but at first he's going to explain all of his reasons for why he's going to do it first, giving our heroes enough time to get into Bond the room. Bond villain. 
Yep, yep. Just let me wait and tell you all about it. So Method Man comes in, and he's like, everybody leave the room, and we get ourselves yet another Weston gang murder by proxy. <laughs> yep, I was like, another henchman disappeared. <laughs> they have gotten so many people murdered. Uh, Do you think he deserved murder? Uh, you know, probably not. I was going to say, like, of his crimes, of the people that have been murdered... This one seemed like like the least justified, and they just talk about it like, "Well, that problem's over." Well, and I'm like, they, "He's literally dead the now." The next scene is, uh, yeah, he went out on a yacht, and they didn't come back. And so now they know that like this very famous like multimillionaire rapper guy is like a literal murderer, and they're just going to keep that information. It's fine. They're cool with that, uh, and they're coy about it. Yeah, they just let like, him well, get away that- with it. It's all good. That's over now, and like the, he, I'm like, what did he do to deserve to die? Uh, he crossed the Weston gang. He got. I mean, dude, the the precedent was set. Like he knew he knew what he was doing. Yeah, dangerous. It's a dangerous lifestyle, guys. You can't get in the. Yeah, lifestyle. he's swimming with the sharks. Wow. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you get bit sometimes. You get bit. So he's dead. Swam with Everything's dolphins. Fine. Oh, nice. How was that? Was that nice? <laughs> it was fun. I went to the place in Hawaii that they shot fifty first dates. Oh, oh that's cool. Cute. Swam with the same dolphins did that you, Sandler uh, did. Did did you uh, uh, meet cute uh, somebody with uh, devastating memory loss and then uh, trick them into dating you every week for the rest of your life? Yeah, I was like thirteen, so of course I did. Congratulations! I hope you guys are doing great together. Or you know, going steady. Going steady. Uh, are, you, are you are you necking <laughs> over on makeout point? <laughs> what Rockley? What did Rocko say? I said, were you eating spam and Reese's? Oh, yeah, Reese's Cups. He called me Reese's Cups. (laughs) My parents love that movie. I do not like that movie. My brothers all like it. That's a a weird brother movie. We were big Sandler heads, and they're all younger than me, so I think it was kind of funny to them. Big Sandmen. I do like yeah. a lot of Sandler movies, like uh, but like a little earlier era. So like, oh yeah, I gotta go like little Nicky for stuff. me. Little, I, I do actually appreciate little Nicky more than uh, some others. Honestly, up to up to Mister Deeds. So I guess Mister Deeds rocks. Fifty First Dates is probably where I tapped out. I will roll with Mister Deeds as well. I think it's good. I temporarily I haven't seen it in a while, out. but I liked it. Yeah, it's got all the Sandler Big people in it having fun. Great John Turturro performance. Big Daddy's top tier. Oh yeah, Big Daddy. Yeah, great. I liked Big Daddy Everyone a lot. Big Daddy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, okay, so Michael and and the gang, uh, they they kill a guy, sorta. Everything's fine. They don't take the money again. They don't take the fucking money. Yep, they never do. They're, Except they for Fiona, like, to get they shoes. take a few hundred dollars. Yeah, Fiona's shoes is all they take. Um, whatever. And now Mike uh, gets a, a box of incendiary shotgun rounds from Fiona, and uh, goes to the job with uh, with. Well, Victor. hold on. He he does end in a very Bostonian way because he's like. To to Ricky, he's like, say hello to your brother for oh, me. Oh yeah, 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 say hello to your brother for me. <laughs> I wanted to write that down. Make you true. pass along this weirdly fucking over the top handshake that we're about to do. That I'm just gonna nail. Somehow. Oh yeah, no. Uh, Michael's been practicing his hip hop style handshakes for a while, just for this moment. Okay, okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so he gets his incendiary ammo. And he goes to the job. The dude starts stealing stuff. And the guy told him earlier, like, hey, if a security comes by, just give me a heads up and I'll kill him real quick. But, you know, Michael, he's got a heart of gold. He doesn't want to kill anybody. Especially not cops. Especially not. Well, they're not even cops. They're just, like, private security. Oh, they're security they're guys. Yeah, security. Right. Um, so they, they, uh, they're coming by, and Michael uses, like, his incendiary shotgun stuff to and, – and this shows – this actually is a tie-in. Uh, like, they did, like, focus on all these, like, little areas of interest earlier in the episode while he was, like, doing scouting. 
Um, and so like he does is he shoots like the cop's tire with the incendiary bullet to stop the car. And he shoots these barrels that he knows has like some sort of like paint thinner treatment or uh, waterproofing seal in it. That's like flammable. So he blows some shit up and it just creates a big ruckus. Right, he creates a big commotion so that uh, a big ruckus. So that so that uh, that Greg Kinnear, Bobo Greg Kinnear, can steal the the box of whatever, and they do it, and and it all works out perfectly. Uh, well, it's also working out perfectly to one of the best songs from the show. Yes, this is when they play fucking this new metal thing. Yeah, I wrote. It was like new metal endings. Music. It's like a it's like a it's like a knockoff of a saliva song almost. And by the way, I did it's Shazam it, so and no results came back. Bad. Oh no! Yeah, I couldn't find it either. I googled. I googled the lyrics word for word. I like paused it and rewound it and googled the lyrics. Nothing. This is like when somebody, your name is up in light. This is like somebody's like who worked yeah. on the show's band like did this for fun. It was like VIP. When your name is up in light, dude. Is, I, tried I seriously to, I, felt like didn't it sound like a, like a like a bad saliva song? Like it reminded I mean, me of like that. What's that one song that sounds like that? It's like Welcome to the Show or whatever, and it's just wait, like click uh, click boom. Is that them? Not yeah. That is the same band. Yeah yeah. I saw them live like, right around 9-11, like, either just before <laughs> or just after, like right around that same time. It was uh, uh, Saliva, Nickelback, and Default. Okay, that's a fucking Damn. hot lineup. Dude. That was a hot lineup. That's like, I'm jealous. Oh, yeah, I definitely was not Real. wasting my time. That's, a, that's, that's the cool. name of a Default song. Yeah, you went over my fucking head. <laughs> All right, <laughs> you guys not not into Canadian new metal, huh? Uh, no, I'm more into. Um, that's like more like. Uh, I'm more uh, into. Uh, let me think. Uh, literally everything else that's ever literally, happened. Yeah, in could, the earth. Even the fucking background elevator music earlier in the show. Oh God, I thought this song rocked, and I want to listen to it again. I thought it was when nice. your name is up in lights. My name. <laughs> it, felt, it felt like my name was up in lights. When they said when that, your name is up in lights. It was the yeah. That song was ridiculous. They uh they they played it though. It happened and it was uh, like, You're a famous guy. I was like, I don't know really bed. the sequence of events after that music kicked in. Okay, so he gets I blacked out. out. They did the they did the thing where uh, uh, Greg Kinnear was like, Oh, I don't like your tactics. They're bad, but it was actually really cool. So you're not in trouble. Um, so they do that and everything's fine. And then uh, they go back to the apartment and you get like the little final scene. Uh, Madeline's like, hey, I knew actually that you were protecting me, but I just didn't say anything. But uh, why don't you just tell me next time? Love you. And they have a nice moment. Um, it's a so they wrap moment. that up. Yeah. It, no, it is, it's it touch. Is I wrote moment. touching moment with mom. Madeline. Uh, another thing that we can uh, add to the list of uh, things Madeline Weston does while smoking a cigarette is uh, bonding with her son. Very nice. Wow. We can add that. Wow. Uh, so there's that. And now we, we wrap it up with, uh, Fiona and Mike debriefing about what they found, uh, in the trunk. And, uh, Fiona puts like the x-ray picture up against the window and it's a big old gun. So it's a huge rifle. And, uh, I was like, so to get back to my John F. Kennedy jokes, uh, Oh, this is what the joke (laughs) is. My problem with the grassy knoll, baby. Is that they've established throughout this episode that they are always like the people that are watching him. This um, this Victor guy, he's always one step ahead of them, right? Like he, even when they dis- like take apart the phone, he finds a little note like "Don't take out the GPS." Like every, they're they're like one step ahead. Uh, they clearly would have the place monitored. Why would they hold, put the gun up to the fucking window? It's a great question. 
I didn't even think yeah. about that, but it's a really good question. That's all I thought of. I was like, why? I was like, this whole theme of this episode was like, oh, they're always ones up ahead. We got to. So maybe this is where we get ahead of them. And I'm like, why would you fucking. They know where you are at all times. Why would you put the gun up to the window? Maybe that's addressed in the next episode. Maybe. Maybe they're like, oh, yeah, we saw it, bro. <sighs> they So their tactic isn't to like make me curious about the next episode. It's to piss me off more enough to be like, they have to fucking take care of this or I'm going to be mad. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, I don't like that. <laughs> well, sorry. Sorry that we didn't cater to your needs. But, uh, Does that, that's Sam Max after an orgy. <laughs> Daddy comes first. Oh, that's I don't like that. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry about that one. I don't okay. Like that one anyway, well, nope, we, that one uh, I don't like. Uh, so that's the that's the episode. We wrapped it up. We did it. We made it. Um, so let's uh, we made it. Let's rate it. Let's rate it. Let's rate it out of ten sippy sips. All right. Is the is the ten sippy sips of the curry? Ten he made? little sippy sips. Yeah. How many sippy sips would you take of this episode? All right, Rocco. We'll start with you since this is your first episode. All right. Well, so like, what I gave it on IMDb because I told you I I rate every episode of TV I watch on IMDb. I don't know why. That's uh, wild. You're keeping it alive single handedly. I gave it a seven out of ten. All right. But, okay. But. In term, it's that doesn't almost get across what, in terms of what I expected Burn Notice to be like to watch, it's like a nine point five out of ten. Well, oh, so okay. you were just I so really low thought expectations. This shit was gonna suck so bad, and then I was like, this is pretty good. A kind of entertain. I might, I might watch more of this show. Well, yeah, we'll get to that. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. So yeah, um, I enjoyed this one. This, de- I mean, definitely a lot more than what we've been getting into. So it's definitely a stark contrast to what we've been watching. It's nice to oh, get yeah. things back on track. We had a lot of nice plot advancement. Uh, we, you know, uh, fun performances, shit happening. And I'm excited to maybe get back to Carla and like the main plot, and kind of get things moving along for the back half of the season. This one's a solid eight for me. Nice. I'm taking eight. Yeah, I mean. Like, I'm not going to be very uh, too far off of you because I, you know, you mirrored my sentiment exactly. Sam had a lot of really fun moments. My moment of his was definitely the I'm hip hop and um, I'm hip hop and now, man. Now. I had to screenshot that one. I was like, that's super fun. It was very good. Um, he And then, like, when the, when the henchman grabbed him, he's like, are these your gangsters? Yeah, you're. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that alone. He goes, yeah, was, cool. Am I going to get whacked? Yeah, he's like just so hokey. Method Man was fun. Victor sucked, but I liked him because of that. I like the show. More I do. I'm, I think I'm go- very much looking forward to when Michael or Fiona kill him. Yeah, they'll do that for sure. Um, so I'll, I'll probably give it like an eight point five. I think. Ooh, we love it. Very nice. Yeah, very nice. Half so, a sippy on that. So one. you have our thoughts, and it sounds like uh, Josh, you somebody else gave their thoughts on IMDb. We have a review. Yeah. So we were talking about how this this episode was written by like uh, <laughs> clearly a bunch of white people, and also um, wow, what gave it away? Uh, I couldn't tell you, but this this person liked the episode, but. Um, maybe you can pinpoint uh, an interesting nitpick that they had of why they didn't give it a 10 out of 10, because they gave it a 9 out of 10. On IMDb, this is uh, Vesta Rager. I don't know if that's your... Vesta, well, you found my is alt. Is that your Shit. pseudonym on Rocco? No, I mean, that's not me. No, actually, my uh, my alt account is uh, Easy Chinadu on Twitter. Oh, <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, this was written in January 20, 2009. Uh, he writes, the best... Oh, so he he breaks it down like the best. So 
The best, colon, Michael meets one badass operative called Victor the Wrangler. Oh, this guy is the fiercest agent ever introduced oh, no. in the show. Oh, <laughs> Highly no. intelligent, maybe psychotic, cynical, mm. without any moral scruples, mm. and always several mm. steps ahead of Michael. Mm. I can't wait to see him again in the coming episodes. Uh, All right, here we go. The worst. Method Man. Oh, dear. I've had oh, enough no. of this gangsta. Oh, no. I've had enough of this gangsta <laughs> attitude. Sorry, there's a hyphen. It's worn so thin over time. It makes me sick to watch. But all in all, a definite mustn't miss. Oh, Victor more than carries the show yikes. through. Yikes. Wow, that is wildly I, racist. I read that and I was like, oof. Holy hell. I'm sick of the gangsta in quotations attitude. Did he put the attitude in quotations? No, he just he put he hyphenated gangsta attitude. Oh my oh be- even better. Even better. Wow. That Makes him sick it. to watch. Makes him the fuck. Yeah, that's the only review, <laughs> but he gave it a 9 yeah, out of 10. I hate to watch this this guy playing a character who has over $500 million. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's Ugh. that's rough. Well, <laughs> that's oh, the episode. And, uh, this, is, this might be a, this is a first for this show. I have a correction. Oh. There's a correction sent in from Megaspell. Um, oh, I have to I do believe... some shout-outs, too, so yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I believe this, was, uh, this, this info took uh, place on our episode with Dr. Fuzz where we were talking about Vore fetishes. And I said that Mario and Luigi uh, Vore Bowser, and it's actually the reverse. Bowser's the one voring them because they go inside of Bowser. So uh, apologies. Well, thank you for fixing that. That was very important. Yes. That's huge. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so yes, before we get out of here, uh, for my birthday, I asked some folks on Twitter, uh, any gift you wanted to give could be uh, given as a donation to the Bernie Sanders campaign. I also promised that I would shout those people out that made donations um, in honor of my day of birth. And I, re- first of all, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Um, I love you all so much. Thank you for uh, your contribution to our movement. Um, so I want to thank uh, Rhino. Uh, at Rhino on Twitter and uh, on Twitch for the donation. I want to thank Downstairs Brian for the donation. I want to thank Los Drogas, a.k.a. our homeboy Jake the Snake on Twitch, uh, for uh, his donation. I want to thank Official Brohas for their donation. And I want to thank uh, Thomas Stewart LPC, uh, Frazier 2 from uh, Cracking Up uh, for their donation. Uh, thank you all so much for donating in nice. honor of my birthday. Please keep donating. Uh, uh, before we get out of here, one more thing I want to say. Uh, if you can canvas... If you can knock on doors, if you can call, if you can text bank uh, uh, before your state's or another important state nearby's primary, do it. Stop making excuses. Get out there and fucking do it. Now is the time. This is the most important time. If you're listening to this before a primary, if there's some way you can get involved, fucking do it. That's all. That's all I got. I had to give that a moment of silence. It was beautiful. Uh, Yeah, uh, we're all in this together, and uh, uh, we we can win. I love it. Well, Rocco, thank you so much for uh, entertaining us on this episode. We've we've probably I hope, I went hope more I've off done tangent. Some yeah. version of that. Please, please plug something before you get out of here. Yes. Uh, yeah. I guess I well, I guess my new show, Social Climbers. That's that's my new podcast with my friend Jeremy. Uh, just started. Should be on all the podcast apps at this point. Um, that's about it. Oh, and I actually I do want to plug something that i have nothing to do with which is the show human target which has not been on for quite some time but this bird notice kind of reminded me of that and it's a, a fucking great show that nobody watched i have it on blu-ray it's you know i've good. heard people speak about it finally that's interesting i'll have to yeah human target i think there's only two seasons it was awesome show right. and uh yeah wow gone by the wayside 
All right. Well, check out Human Target, too, folks. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at ThickFlareTTV, on Twitch at twitch.tv slash ThickFlare, uh, where I'll be streaming probably very, very soon. So uh, definitely uh, do that there. Uh, Josh, where can they find you? Where can they find us? They can find us at Bird Notice Pod on Twitter, where you can send us all of your fun stuff that you like. You know, you can interact with our show. That's right. In fun, new, exciting ways. You can see you screenshots can slide of into this our episode. DMs and send us nudes and lewds consensually. <laughs> Don't send me those anymore, though. I can't look send at send them exclusively anymore. to Josh and tell them <laughs> and, and write care of Shake and Bakey on them. Uh, put a watermark on them that says for his eyes only. Uh, put, his, <laughs> put his social security number on them. Steal his if social you, security <laughs> number and then use it to put on a watermark of nudes. If you run out of space on Twitter, you could do it at burnafternoticing at gmail.com. That's where you find us at the email. You can find me at Shake and Bakey pretty much everywhere, especially on Twitch. But, you know, I'm going to really need some help on twitch.tv slash Pazizio if I'm going to. Apparently, keep the fucking computer that they sent me. So I'll be streaming a bunch <laughs> yes, of Fortnite on there. And watch, if any of you, uh, watch Josh if any of you redeem the thing where um, I have to dye my hair blue, we are dead. You are dead to me, and you will no longer. I will no longer speak to you. Uh, it's going to be really interesting to do this podcast after I make you dye your hair blue. Then you're going to save up a hundred thousand channel <laughs> points. And do it. <laughs> what if it was me oh that did God. it, and you had to do a podcast with me every week? It's a great bit. This might be the end of the podcast. <laughs> oh, man. I, anyway. I have to make some... All right, guys. I have to go make some very important decisions. It's good to be on for such a historic episode. <laughs> and history <laughs> has been made. Well, podcasting world uh, might never be the same after this episode. Never. Uh, Rocco, thanks again for joining us. Thank you thanks, all guys. for listening. Um, and as always, do not. And I fucking mean do not get burned. Don't get burnt. You did it. <laughs>